Hello and welcome to The Gap, episode 431. It is Friday the 10th of August and I am your host on his own, uh, Mr. Job, Joby Gilroy and uh, yeah, Luke's away at QuakeCon, uh, but that's okay, I've got plenty to talk about. I don't need any, I'm a strong, independent woman who doesn't need any Luke to do a fucking podcast, I'll tell you what. Okay, so first things first, Luke's in QuakeCon, but uh, I made out like a real bandit. I'm the fucking actual lucky one. Bethesda sent me six spectacular Doom Eternal cupcakes uh, and they are out of control. They're actually really good. They've got fondant on them, which I don't really go for, but uh, you take it off and there's buttercream, there's chocolate ones. They're fucking delicious. Uh, as my wife pointed out though, they missed a trick by not calling them cup quakes mistake. Um, anyway, uh, they are delicious and, uh, I am loving them. So you're probably going to have to put up with me munching on some of those, some chomp, chomping on a, a bit of cupcake, cupquake. Um, that's all I got on that topic. It, it, they, yeah, Doom Eternal is... They're doing the um the reveal at one a.m. uh tomorrow morning. Uh, so they're doing the Red Dead Redemption uh, route of the one a.m. reveal, uh, for which I will be sound asleep like I was for Red Dead Redemption. Although I watched it in bed the first uh, like the moment I woke up. So uh, we'll talk about that a bit later in the news. Don't worry about it. Uh, first things first. Let's see, what do we got? Uh, things I've played. Um, I played some Forza Horizon 3, because uh, I got my dad an Xbox One. Uh, well, I gave him my old Xbox One. Uh, he's been a bit sick lately, and uh, he's sort of, he's not uh, confined to a bed, but he is sort of um, on house duty, on, on like medical house arrest type thing. Uh, he's getting dialysis and stuff. So, uh, he has been playing Gran Turismo 5 since, uh, I got him that, uh, when it launched. And, uh, yeah, I figured he must have, must have churned through about all, all of that that he could. Uh, he, every time we talk, every time we, like, would talk though, he'd bring up, like, what he was doing with his cars and stuff. So we used to sit down and, uh, like, tune cars for... Just like completely arbitrary goals, you know, like just insanely arbitrary goals. Uh, like I distinctly, like one of my favorite memories was uh, that like for all of Gran Turismo's brilliant uh, like physics, like attention to detail in, it, in its uh, vehicle physics, you could uh, adjust the aero on a Supra in such a way as to make it fly off into the air, if, provided you you got fast enough, and so you, we would deliberately try to do that. We like we did it with that. We did it with a, a couple of other cars as well. I can't remember which ones. There are only a handful, but uh, but like, that was one of the things, right? That was one of our uh, completely uh, pointless, arbitrary goals. Uh, just seeing if we could make cars fly and shit. And that was like Gran Turismo. I want to say I want to say four. Um, and yeah, we used to play that all the time. So I, um, 
Yeah, he's totally obsessed with it. And he just, he likes car collection as a genre. And I don't think, like, I, I know I'm one of the, you know, few people who distinguish between car, like, racing games and car collection games. But, uh, I like, I definitely think that car collection is a particular um, draw for some people. You know, it's not about the racing per se. Like, if you look at Heath, right, uh, uh, for those who are new to the gap, Heath used to be on the, on the show uh, before he moved back to Brisbane, and he would regale us with intensely boring stories about how he would um, like race. And uh, for him, they were like they were exciting, and you could tell in his voice that he found them like these these stories to be exciting. And if you break it down, right, the the drama's there, right, the action and the the complexity uh, of of an actual full story actually exists but if you break down even further it's a story about how he started in fucking eighth place and finished in ninth place and he considers that a, a win uh because he managed to beat his own personal best or something and you're like jesus christ did you just tell us a story about how you shaved fractions of a second off a lap time and you've been talking for 25 minutes. And I know it's fucking rich of your old pal Jobo to, you know, lampoon someone for talking too much. But still, still, come on. So anyway, Heath still plays iRacing. He still talks about it incessantly. Thank God he's now playing No Man's Sky. So he can he can concentrate his weird uh, ability to obsess about things on that. Because he is an expert at that game already, uh, except for when he is just hilariously dumb about parts of it. Uh, he's about racing, right? The point I'm making is <laughs> he's about racing. My dad's not about the racing. He, the racing is a, um, it's a means to an end. You race so that you can get money so you can get cars. Or you can do things, you can upgrade cars and stuff like that, you know? And so for him, that's, that's what the, um, that's the car collection concept is if you're not in it for the actual racing, if you're just racing so that you can get better cars or different cars, then car, you're about car collection. You're not about a car racing game. And, uh, I think like, I think overall car collection appeals to a lot more people, um, like as a genre, I think it has a, a wider appeal than car racing or car simulation, um, because it's a like your your aim. You're looking at playing like driving cars you'd never really drive, but I think in in a car racing game, like this is completely me. This is all just me, but uh, like I think in a car racing game, it sort of it takes amazing cars and imbues the concept with the mundanity of like regular driving because you know you gotta follow all the you know racetracks have different rules to real life driving right or regular driving off off course driving i guess uh but they still do have rules and they have you know there's there's things you do uh and Basically, like, being good at racing car games is essentially uh, about just learning a course by rote and then 
finding those few places where you can squeeze a you know fraction of a second out and more out of it that is to me just yeah I, I don't know like I appreciate it as a competitive person but I don't really want to you know go ham on the concept I don't want to really like fucking drag my fucking way through things if I can if I can win a race because I've managed to tune my car or uh like yeah I'm thinking of the Forza series you know the the class system that they have you know where you can have a an S-class car uh or an A-class that is just shy of being S-class like they have the um the number system so maybe like the difference between um S and A-class is 199 and so if you're in a 99 car, you're in an A class. But as soon as you hit 100, you're in an S class car. If I can win a race by being in an A class 99 and everyone else is in a fucking A class 50 or whatever, I'll, I'll fucking do it. I'm not that about winning, you know, I don't know. I like winning close races, but I, I'm not, it's not. You know, it, it is still a means to an end for me. You know, that I am about car collection more than I am about racing. So, uh, yeah, so is my dad, anyway, is uh, the point I was making. And I figured Forza Horizon 3 would be a good one to get him into because, you know, it's in Australia. Uh, I had this, I had my Xbox because uh, I got the One X now and uh, I had my Xbox just sitting around. Um, I'd let it to another mate of mine to play some CFDs, but then he got a ball of computer, so he doesn't need it anymore. And uh, so, yeah, it was basically just one of those, I'm like, it's time he like lift, moved on. And uh, yeah, I guess I could have like bought him a new PlayStation or something, Like, but I'm not fucking made of money. And I had this Xbox, so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I get him Forza Horizon 3. I went through setting up a Microsoft account so that he could actually, uh, like I could attach it to his account and stuff. Uh, we've added each other as friends. I don't know if he's got any other Xbox friends, but he and I are friends. Uh, I know that he is not a fan of my driver tar, just as basically nobody is because I, my driver tar, I taught to drive like a dickhead. And uh, yeah, he gets, he has sent me two texts. I don't know. I, there is definitely another tangent, but there's definitely a generational thing about text messages and it drives me fucking bananas. And I must be, I must be just shy of that fucking, that tipping point, the, the text point. Like I know a lot of people who are just a little bit older than me who text all the time. I'm like, why didn't you just fucking message me on Facebook? Who the fuck uses texts anymore? Texts, te nobody texts anymore. It's ridiculous. I do, I'm not, like, I haven't text, I only text when I'm talking to people who are older than, like, let's say f four years older than me and up, right? I don't understand. Do they still cost money? If they do, what the fuck are you doing? Data is free. Or it's like, the data it takes to send a fucking instant message is small enough that it might as well be free. So if, if this if SMS take like cost money, you know what the fuck you're doing. If they don't cost money, I know you're on Facebook, motherfuckers. I know you've got a Gmail account. Just fucking IM me. Oh my dear God. Anyway, my dad still texts. I don't 
I don't hold that one against him because he's an old dude. But um, I'm I'm surprised he's managed to work out how to text. To be honest, he uh, yeah, he was using a fucking flip phone until like six months ago. So a text the text is a step in the right direction. But uh, yeah, he's texted me twice now to light me up because my driver tar keeps fucking him around, which is pretty good. It's pretty amusing. Uh, and uh, yeah, apart from that. Yeah, basically, when I, when I plugged it in, I mean, the starter for that game, I'm not a fan of. It's very uh, youth culture, which I don't really understand why they'd go down that route, but whatever. Um, yeah, he was, like, standing there playing it, and we were supposed to go to brunch, and uh, it definitely reminded me of... Because uh, I, I, was, I was driving him to brunch. Um, it definitely reminded me of like the reverse of him wanting to go somewhere and me and my brothers insisting on playing video games until the very last second possible. That moment when like his voice was starting to like raise. He's like, if you don't get in that car right now. And uh, you're like, oh shit. Yep. Okay. We've, we've gone too far on this one guys. Uh, because we'd be sitting there being like, oh, yeah, Dad, we just got to get to a save point. Even though, like, we're playing some game that doesn't need saving. We're playing fucking FIFA or uh, Mortal Kombat or something. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't really fucking matter. But uh, we'd be like, yeah, Dad, we just got to get to a save point. And uh, he would believe it. And, uh, and then it would, yeah, it would take too long. And then he'd raise his voice. And, he'd, like, he knew too. He knew there was no save points. He believed it because he wanted to believe it, I think. Because when we'd be like halfway, I, it was always like these super long trips. I think that's what it was, right? We were going to fucking Bribey Island from from Logan. And it's like a fucking hour and a half or some shit. And it's just garbage. We never had a we never had a car that had aircon or anything. So it'd be like fucking the middle of summer. It'd be 40 degrees, right? There's... It's a family of fucking six in a fucking station wagon car and like two of us are crammed into the middle. And yeah, you'd, you'd just be sitting there like sweating. Uh, vinyl seats stuck to your back. It's too hot. It's too humid. Uh, your little sister annoys the fuck out of you. And you know you've got at least another hour of this to go. So you just, yeah, you delay it, right? Delay it as long as you can. And, uh, yeah, eventually, like, every time this trip would go in, like, we'd be driving. And he talked to, you know, my mom for a bit about where they were going or whatever was going on or blah, 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 blah. And then, like, he'd stop and be like, oh, so did you save your game? And we'd all, like, have to scramble to explain that, yes, we did. And he'd be like, oh, lucky you did. And you could tell he knew. Anyway. Um... It just reminded me of like the reverse of that. Cause I'm like, dad, we're going to go, we're going to go. Like if we don't leave now, Google says we're 15 minutes away and we're going to be late. And I don't like to be late to things. Uh, it's like, I think I was, I, I was for a long time late a lot and I rewired my brain to not be late. Like I literally had to break myself down and rewire it to the point that now if I'm late, it's like 
anxiety inducing. I hate it. It is the worst thing to me if I'm late now. And so, yeah, I'm like, uh, like, I don't want to really leave it much longer. And, uh, he'd be like, oh yeah, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to finish this race. I'm like, dad, the Xbox will save the state. You can fucking turn the fucking thing off and it, like, it'll just sleep and you turn it back on. It'll be fine. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll just, um, I'll just, yeah, I'll just finish this, this race. I'm like, you motherfucker. I don't think he was deliberately drawing on that experience. I think it is just like something as a family. I think it's genetic. Like the the desire to stall by playing video games. I think it's just genetic. And I think he just didn't want to get in a car where I was driving. Because my twin brother is one of the worst drivers in human history. He is terrifying there's like five roundabouts on the road like in the space of like 200 meters on the road on my way to my dad's and i don't think liam slowed for fucking any of them like he he did not he didn't even like take his foot off the accelerator for any of them he was just like swinging it around and i have like he's been in two significant no, three significant car crashes. He has never been seriously injured. Nobody's ever been seriously injured. But like, there've always been crashes where you look at it and you're like, oh, like if you saw a picture of the car, you'd be like, fuck, nobody walked away from that. And then there's Liam and he's like, yeah, oh, I broke my phone. And you're like, he broke the fucking, what the fuck are you talking about anyway he's terrifying i distinctly remember one time driving out to my dad's place when we lived out in jimboomba which was out on a farm and there was this long long road um on the way like the last stretch to my dad's house and uh liam was trying to see how fast he could go in in his shitbox mazda 323 and uh yeah, he was trying to see how fast he could go and he didn't want it. Like, he was getting close to his personal record, which I think was like 133 or something kilometers an hour. And uh, we were coming up on the fucking the turn. There was a turn just before my dad's house. And uh, we were coming up on the turn. We're like, Liam, Liam, Liam. And uh, he was like, no, no, we can do it. We can do it. We can go. We can go. And like, hits 130. He's like, fine. Like, Hops on the brakes, but just as he goes to brake, the there's like this dip and then a lift in the road, and so the car lifts, and there's it doesn't get any purchase. We're not like we're not doing a jump. It just isn't able to get any fucking friction. There's no brakes. Like the brakes aren't fucking engaging, and so we are. It's it felt like forever. It literally felt like we were stuck in a fucking, in this moment where we were definitely going to die forever. And then, like, somehow he managed to, like, break and turn the corner. Anyway, uh, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible driver. And uh, so I think my dad figured I was as bad as him, but I'm, like, Captain Paranoid because all the driving I've done has been in Sydney. So, yeah. I'm like fucking trying desperately not to die 
on Brisbane roads where everyone's fucking courteous and shit. And I'm like, oh, this, this fucker's going to try and cut me off. This is, oh, it's coming. I know this is coming. And, uh, no, said fucker didn't even bother. It was just like, there you go. In you go. We'll, we'll just form like a zipper, like civilized people. I'm like, fucking hell. And then they'd wave. And I'm like, holy shit. Everything's better in Queensland, except for the heat and the food and the coffee. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think he was just delaying so that he didn't have to get in the car. But it was good, anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, he's, he's stoked, was my long, long-ass story about that. Uh, what else? What else we got? Evo was on on the weekend. Um, it was pretty epic. Uh, I loved the Dragon Ball. I distinctly remember calling that Dragon Ball was, was going to be fucking huge. And uh, I was right. And it was, oh my Lord, it was huge as fuck at Evo. It was so good. Uh, Sonic Fox versus Goichi was amazing. Uh, that, like their battles. Oh my Lord. I, it was edgy, edge of your seat shit. It was really good. I like, even if you don't really go in for esports or in particular fighting games, I still recommend going back and watching their battles at Evo because there was some fucking, some movie shit. Like the Goichi gets knocked down to losers, battles his way back into the fucking finals, resets with ease. And then Sonic Fox just fucking super saiyans and like slams him. There's two Shenrons. Like it's fucking amazing. It is really good. It was so good. Uh, I didn't watch it because I don't really dig Smash all that much, but I did catch up on it afterwards. And uh, the Smash 4, Smash 4 stuff, uh, that's not good. That is... I mean, I guess as a... Um, as a... Uh, final bell toll for a now dead game. Because um, obviously Smash 4 won't be at Evo next year. It's being replaced by... Uh, infinite i guess from that perspective sure fair enough um i guess yeah the the cheese monsters in using the character that everyone hates yeah cool um they they could wind up in a mirror match finish things out and then cheese the fuck out of one another deliberately fucking throwing and stuff that's that's fine but uh I'll tell you what, I would have fucking disqualified both of them. I would have disqualified both of them on the fucking spot and I'd ban them. Because, like, just, you know, one year, a one-year ban, I don't... This is obviously, you know, a cultural thing, right? Like, this must be some sort of FGC cultural type deal uh, where, oh, you know, that I think FGC has this attitude where they're about the... The competition and, uh, yeah, there's this weird warped sense of honor in it. And, yeah, I think that is pretty key to what happened in it, in this. But, like, so basically these two two dudes wound up uh, in a mirror match, bayonetters, and uh, they were just stalling. They were just stalling shit out. And their, their reasoning was everyone was booing them, so why not? Uh, but if you look at it as a, like from a, compa- uh, a 
an organizer's point of view, right? That is the fucking worst. Uh, and at one point, someone did actually come up on stage and tell them they had to fight, and they still treated it like a, a joke. If imagine, like, just imagine you saw that in the octagon or a boxing ring, right? The fuck, it probably has happened in the history of boxing, and it is awful. Like uh, Sergeant Bilko, right? That movie, the Steve Steve Martin Sergeant Bilko, obviously a remake, but uh, of of a TV show, but like it starts with like. Two, two boxers, uh, both thinking they're supposed to throw uh, the match because it's fixed. And so they both get knocked out at exactly the same time by nothing. And like that is basically the same thing, right? Like no, no deliberate foul play going on, just a complete lack of consideration, but it is anti-competitive 1,000%. And yeah, fuck that. Like... Seriously, if if they don't if, if they don't respect the fucking competition, then don't compete. Then peace on your on your fucking horse. Uh, it doesn't matter if people are booing. Maybe you shouldn't play a fucking character everyone hates. Too easy. Like yeah, fuck off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm way off on it. Like maybe it, well shit. Maybe I, there's a, every chance I don't have all the information. There's every chance that I. You know, I only dip in every now and then. Uh, but it was, I thought it was fucking disgusting. And it's a terrible look for Smash. And if I was another Smash pro player, I'd be fucking mad. Because it made, like, Smash as a community look bad. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it made Smash at Evo look bad. Like, yeah, fuck them. Anyway. Um, the other thing I was going to say is I've talked about it before, but I still hate, uh, it happened a couple of times in the Dragon Ball. I still hate, uh, people like bailing on a game on a match before it's fucking finished. Uh, it drives me bananas. You gotta watch that shit. Dragon Ball's far more reasonable, I think, than something like an X-Ray or, um, Super Move, whatever the fuck they're called. Ultimate in, um, Injustice or Mortal Kombat. But still, like, you got to watch it out. You got to remember that people are like the the only way esports make money is is through uh, like spectators, right? Like you don't you don't play for the spectators, but you don't not play for the spectators either. Like they, at the end of the day, people watching still pay the bills, and so you might be happy with you know the like pursuing the arse of the competition, I guess. Uh, but you will be happier if you're competing for more money because the game is more viewable because you watch, like, you wait until a fucking uh, person finishes their juggle combo or whatever to wrap up. Like, again, I'm reminded of... Uh, like the, I guess the the common counter argument is GG, right? Calling GG in a uh, in StarCraft or uh, Dota or whatever, but it's different. It's different there because we're talking about like Mortal, even Mortal Kombat is, I think, like at worst fifteen seconds, right? Uh, meanwhile, you're saving minutes in Dota and. 
it's like minutes of inevitability. It's not, you're not watching the exciting moment when someone punches someone else so fucking hard that their skull shatters. You're watching the team walk down the lane until they get to the base to, you know, to like destroy the base. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the same at all, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, there's like, it's definitely more exciting. I think if you allow people to watch shit play out, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I know. I do, I do know. I don't know why I keep saying, I don't know. I think it's, that's my, uh, that's, that's the podcasters. Uh, sorry. You know, I used to have a tendency to say sorry, like all the time. Like someone would, uh, bump into me while I was walking on the street. And I was like, oh, sorry. Uh, even though I had nothing to be sorry for and they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't say sorry. Uh, yeah. I had to, um, you know, stop doing that. Uh, I think I don't know is my, it's, it's non, non-committal. It's like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong or whatever, but fuck it. I don't, I don't know if I, am, I don't know. I just did it again. Uh, if I, if I am wrong, just tell me, I'd love to know, right? I know what I do know. And I mean, yeah, I'm going to form opinions based on that. And what I don't know, I don't know because, you know, despite my best efforts, I haven't acquired that information. So if, if, there is something that I'm fucking missing. If I'm like, oh, I don't know, and you do, and you know better, just fucking tell me. I don't know why you people wouldn't. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't understand being afraid of learning more. Like, uh, Goichi, uh, I, I said his name was Go One on the podium because fucking, like, I, I heard him, like, his, Real name is Goichi, so I just figured Go One was a nickname, and they didn't call him that because it's awkward as fuck to say. Uh, but apparently, you just say Goichi when you're referring to him, and I didn't know that. Someone told me, and I was like, you know, a little bit embarrassed, but fuck it. Like, you can't know everything, right? You literally cannot know everything, and the only way you are ever going to know things is if you someone tells you, right? Like. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of like feeling like I have to fucking somehow know everything all the time. It's crazy. It is bananas. Anyway, um, I'm, I don't know why I'm attacking you guys for it. It's not your fault. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? Um, No Man's Sky. Uh, I wasn't going to play this. Luke convinced me pretty strongly not to play it. And then I saw Nexus Mods has a bunch of mods for it. And uh, I was checking it out. And I'm like, fuck. Maybe I'll have a look. And then uh, Heath and Drew and uh, Gerald, the, my mate who borrowed my Xbox for CFDs, I saw they were all playing it on PC. And I know you can play four players. And I'm like, fuck it. Oh, Squiz. Let's do it. Let's do it. But uh, before I did, I jumped on Nexus Mod and downloaded a bunch of mods like straight away downloaded a bunch of mods and uh, yeah, just, I was, I, I 
no chill about this. I There's a bunch of stuff that I just don't want to have to deal with. So I got fast actions and smaller cursor. Uh, so basically it reduces the amount of time that you have to mouse over something. Uh, to, so instead of like holding... Like every time you fucking interact with anything in the game, right? You got to fucking hold it for... I think it's... This is like a full second or something. And it's like this circle slowly fills up over the course of a second. And I know I've spoken about how I hate time wasting in like pointless time wasting in games. This mod reduces it to like a fraction of a second. Uh, and it's awesome. And uh, I do think that perhaps it might make um, picking up these high value alien eggs uh, a bit easier, but... On the other hand, maybe that's instant anyway. I don't know. It's, anyway, this is pretty much close to instant. Uh, and it's awesome. Uh, I got... Um, I don't know what that is. LM... No idea. Um, yeah, these are all... I don't know. Basically, I got a bunch of quality of life improvement mods. Uh, I was the only one that has a zip file that is named exactly what it is. The rest of them are just a bunch of letters, and I can't work out what they, what each letter stands for. I assume it's just the first letters of the fucking, like the first letters of each word in the title of the mod. But I can't work it out. Uh, essentially, it was uh, yeah, uh, better like faster actions uh and a smaller cursor and uh a it's like a visual mod that gets rid of some of like the glare and the blur and stuff like some of the post effects that they put in um just makes it look way better and yeah there's one other and i can't remember what it is um something gets rid of like the the haze when you're exiting the atmosphere um and it's a massive improvement to your frame rate like a staggering improvement to your frame rate um i don't know why but it is uh you do see a bit more popping uh apparently um but seeing how i've been playing with it from get like the get-go i don't really have any fucking measure um i don't have a problem with popping in a procedurally generated universe i'm I'm kind of okay with it. Anyway, so I jumped in and uh, immediately uh, Drew and Heath and Gerald were all like jumping in to help me out and stuff. And it was, uh, so I've, I've sort of wound up getting a bit of a cheat, like uh, a bit of a head start, uh, a leg up from the get go because they like, they rolled up, you can trade stuff with people and, and all that kind of stuff. So they rolled up and just gave me a bunch of resources and, junk so that I could get like my shit going a lot faster and they let they still let me do a bunch of the tutorial stuff so that I'd have the basics down pat which I thought was like really good uh but they like just shortcutted me on a bunch of other stuff they showed me like their they could money making techniques and all this kind of junk and so yeah um it's been it's actually pretty good like uh, every now and then, for some reason, uh, because of the amount of time I spent in my starting system, uh, they wound up like starting their own shit in my system. And so now 
every time I uh, load in to play with one of them, we're in, we're basically in my game. Like even when I join their game, we're basically in my version of the game. It seems like all the planets around me are the ones that I discovered and shit like that. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of nice. The, the game is about discovery, right? It's about that exploration and that sense of like, uh, yeah, like that sense of adventure you get from finding something new and, and all that kind of junk. And yeah, just as a result of like always basically playing in my own sort of chunk of the universe just feels a little bit more, uh, personal for me, I guess, as a result. I don't know. It's good. I like it. Um, so yeah, you, oh, that's the other one I got. Giant monsters. Um, fantastic beasts. I think it's, is, yeah, it must be. Um, yeah, basically <laughs> it like fucks with the, all the procedurally generated creatures in the game have like a, uh, have, uh, like values that dictate how they're created and stuff like, uh, how big their limbs are or how big their torsos are or how big they are in general. And this, uh, mod sort of, uh, encourages the game to more often, uh, like head towards the extremes of that kind of shit. And so on my first, in my first game, I was playing on survival, which I shouldn't have been. Uh, and, um, yeah, I like found my ship. So the first thing you do, you, you spawn and you're going to go find your ship. If you spawn, like I found a couple of, a couple of planets that are utterly gorgeous. Like just, there's nothing, nothing goes wrong with them. They're fucking flawless. Uh, but I've started three games and I've never started on a decent planet. I always start on a planet that is like fucking radiation uh or uh like firestorms or toxic rain or something right like you just get fucked on uh you don't start on somewhere nice anyway i started on a, my first game i started on a place with firestorms it was always too hot uh it was always like 70 degrees or some shit and my like my suit is trying to keep me alive desperately uh, and i'm constantly having to mine shit to try and get uh, the resources I need to like keep my suit from breaking and all this kind of shit. And uh, at the same time, I'm trying to find my ship, uh, my spaceship, which has crashed somewhere. And I finally get the scanner and I'm able to see my ship and I'm making my way over to it. And I have to like keep ducking into caves because for some reason fire doesn't like caves. And uh, yeah, I finally make it to my ship and I'm about like I'm 40 meters from it. And, uh, there's these giant brontosaurus things. Uh, and when I say giants, I'm talking like a mountain size. Like they are mountainous, literally mountainous. Like it would take a while to walk from the tail to the tip of this thing. It would take like, they have to be at least 200 meters long. They are fucking enormous and these things are just sort of wandering around and it's clear like this is one of those this is one of those things uh that has been uh implemented thanks to the mod it's been ramped up it's been 
uh, extremed by the mod. Um, but yeah, I just sort of have to deal with it anyway. So uh, I'm wandering over and this thing is just walking uh, oblivious to me and it's it stomped on me and I died. And in survival mode, if you die, you don't get a grave, so you don't get any shit back. So I had to like get all that stuff again and... <sighs> that made me pretty much fucked. Um, it was pretty funny though. Uh, what else? I've seen like uh, similar sized sharks and it's funny because um, it seems like the regular game takes into account like uh, water depth and stuff when it's creating its stuff. But this mod doesn't I, I don't know, I guess it doesn't have, like, a fucking indicator for that. So, uh, it'll just fucking monster up some fucking sharks in a, uh, in a shallow-ass pool. And you'll just see these fucking sharks flopping about on the, the top of the water and shit. Like, swimming, but not really swimming. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm a fan of that. And, uh, haven't seen any giant birds yet. Hmm. I'm not actually sure if they're, they're a thing, but, uh, yeah, it, generally it's an awesome mod and, uh, eventually, uh, after, yeah, the lads got me going. Um, yeah, basically I, I had, you know, what I needed. I was, uh, able to fly around and I've just sort of been kicking along ever since. Um, on Twitter, I saw a bunch of like these stories, uh, of people, um, encountering unlikely things. Um, but the more I've played it, like they're two, the two I, I'm thinking of were like made, weaved this like fantastic narrative, uh, of, of this unexpected, like thing that basically nobody would ever encounter. And like, this was unique to them. And, um, this is what you're playing no man's sky for and it, it was one of the things that got me into playing it and uh yeah one of those was uh wandering around and they find this like abandoned um abandoned base and they go inside and there's goop everywhere and they go outside and there's these uh eggs uh and they they like open like they they can shoot them and so they shoot one and uh, this egg pops out and they grab it. And then suddenly it pops up on the screen, biological horror detected. And uh, panic sets in. They start like freaking out. And uh, they're like desperately trying to stay alive because these biological horrors are there. And that sounded like, that sounded brilliant to me. It sounded like, holy shit, that's so, um, that's the sort of, uh, organic storytelling experience that I want to have. Uh, you find two of those mission, like two of those bases, every fucking planet, at least two. Like you are constantly, that. that's the problem. Like they're not rare and finding them is your best bet for making stacks of cash, like fuck tons of money. I, I had 10 million bucks after playing for like two hours because we've like the 
the guys were like, oh, Joe, come come check this out. And uh, Jeremy owns one of these bases. And they're like, okay, so shoot that egg. And I'd read the thing. And so I, I was wise. They were trying to set me up because they're fuckheads. But like I was, I was already clued in to what was about to happen. So I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sh- shot the egg and grabbed the egg. I uh, shot the egg and grabbed the, the thing inside. And then I jumped up on a roof to get away from the biological horrors. Quick smart. And they're like, check how much it's worth. And it's worth like 45,000 bucks. And you can get about 50 eggs. You can get about 50 eggs every time you do this, this like one of these bases. And so you are just making money hand over fist. Uh, better, better still, you can get missions that point you at like basically extermination missions that send you off to go exterminate biological horrors. And like, where's the mission going to find some biological horrors? Where, where are you going to kill 24 biological horrors? Oh, at an egg, egg base. And so, yeah, you just fucking, you can get missions that literally point you at this organic piece of storytelling. I just feel like there's like every time this game has, it just, it feels like a fucking bait and switch, right? I am enjoying playing it. I actually like talking about it. I really like, I'd really like, I'd fucking drop everything to go play right now. I won't. Uh, I've got work to do after this podcast and stuff, but um, I'd love to. Like, I actually enjoy just flying about in space and all that kind of stuff. It's just that like what it is supposed to be just feels like this fucking like hoink. Like I've just been fucking hoodwinked. I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like everyone who talks about it always talks about how it's it's almost like they've the knee jerk to the knee jerk, right? Is so strong that like people genuinely remember it as being great at launch. Which is just like ignoring the idea that, you know, everyone has their own opinions or whatever. They spent fucking a long time trying to fix this game to the point like they knew it wasn't what they had promised. They acknowledged it in their fucking update for the next, which is the, what got me into playing it in the first place or whatever. Like they acknowledged that they knew it wasn't that great at launch, but somehow the knee jerk to the, you know, the knee, the original knee jerk was, Oh, no man's sky is fucking garbage. We all lied to blah, 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 blah. And like, as knee jerks go, like that one's, as reactions go, that one's pretty fucking, it's, it's not that far off base. Like, let's, let's all be frank here. Wasn't that, that off an opinion. But the knee jerk to that, that knee jerk reaction is that, oh yeah, No Man's Sky was always great. Okay. First of all, No Man's Sky has always been amazing. Uh, and now it's just better than it ever was. Listen to this totally random story that nobody else could have had. And like, it's, it is a good story. It's a great story. Uh, and nobody else had that story, but 
that's more to do with your storytelling than the story itself. Uh, like, yeah, I feel like that person could play Snake and weave some thrilling tale of gobbling up numbers as fast as they can, constantly growing and growing out of control, desperately trying to not run into themselves. Something, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah, that one... Like, I have a lot of fun. And I have a lot of fun playing with the other guys. Uh, but I can't help feel like... Yeah, there's a large portion of that that is just me enjoying playing games with people. You know? I guess we keep coming back to it. Like, it's the Sea of Thieves thing, right? Like, there's, a, there's more. There's more to do in No Man's Sky than Sea of Thieves. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying I don't know. And now I'm super conscious of it. Um... I've ruined my own podcast experience. Excellent. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky. It's it's good. Get some mods. Get some mods. Get the crazy Fantastic Beast mod. It's fucking hilarious. And get the the quick quick cursor thing. Um, if you don't already own it, uh, like Luke said, I probably wouldn't buy it just for this. Um, there's not... I, I just don't feel like there's all that much to it like at the moment now i just i'm getting money so i can buy a bit of freighter but i don't spend any any time on my freighter and it's basically just a you know a space penis a giant space penis and so i don't think it's that big a deal uh i'll i'll keep playing it because i like playing with the other guys but that's basically it um and i got a really good ship i love my ship actually uh i already found the ship like i the only way it could get better is if uh heath's got the most spectacular ship he's got this fucking exotic thing and it is awesome it's such a cool ship if i could get hit, hit a ship like his primo but uh other than that like yeah i'm happy i love my my current ship it's s class it's got a shit ton of slots uh looks like a fucking star wars spaceship like yeah i'm all good on that that front yeah but yeah i don't really care about my freighter and i don't really care about the story and yeah i feel like we have sort of ruined it for ourselves by exploiting the best money making techniques as early as possible and yeah that's about it i don't know yeah it's always the way right uh, what else have we got? World of Warcraft. Uh, I've been playing more World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm going to be writing some stuff for fandom in the lead up and uh, in the weeks after its launch. Um, yeah, I'm starting to like it, um, but I need other people to play with or it's going to be a fucking slog. Um, I, I've been randomly teaming up with people and it's fine, but... I think social gaming for me has evolved beyond typing into a fucking text chat. I just want to chat. I just want to talk. I just want to talk in Discord or whatever Discord alternative you'd prefer to use. And not being able to is a real pain in the dick. Um, trying to coordinate shit is a real pain in the dick. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit 
don't know. It's just a bit lame not being able to fucking like tee up with people. I still don't have a good idea of what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I'm just like, I'm actually, I'm actively reading all the fucking quest text and stuff, but I just don't know if I'm doing the right missions and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's tough, right? I need like a fucking wow Sherpa or someone, someone who's fucking, who never really quit, who has some idea of like what the fuck you're supposed to do before launch of Battle of Azeroth and whatever, and can take me through it. Because I just, I'm lost. And yeah, so I just sort of do things that I think I'm supposed to do, right? And it's tough. Um, I really like the, I know there was a big outcry and whatever about the motivations of the Horde or whatever, uh, but I really like the lead-in storyline for Battle for Azeroth. Um, like, I just, I, I, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, Sylvanas burned down that fucking tree. Um, there's like, I, I think people getting hung up on it are, I don't know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're upset about. Like, like the people who are like, oh, you're making the Horde into the bad guys or whatever. That's painfully ridiculous. The Horde have always been the bad guys. That's why people like them. Um, I do sort of get the people who are saying that, you know, they it just seems out of character for a lot of the Horde characters, or Horde people, like the, um, the leaders of the races and stuff. But... Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're jumping the gun on that one. Like we don't know that it's out of character. It feels like there's parts of the story that we just didn't see and, and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I've been enjoying rolling rounds in it. Uh, but yeah, just, I just desperately need people to play with basically because I am twisting in the wind playing on my own or like not playing on my own, just playing with randos. Like, I think what I like is that everyone seems really good. Like the only people left in World of Warcraft are the cool people. Cause all the dickheads have fucked off to Overwatch or whatever. Like, yeah, the only ones left are people who are like, we're all in this together. Or we may as well just fucking be cool with one another. I haven't run into any fuckheads yet. And like everyone seems pretty cool with the fact that I have uh, a level 110 character and apparently no idea how the fuck to play him. So um, yeah, it doesn't matter that my DPS is like through the fucking floor, uh, terrible and shit. Because they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, you got, you're pretty undergeared and... Uh, you'll get your rotation soon. It's like, you're probably not even going to stay unholy. So don't worry about it. Like you'll get there. And I'm like, that is surprisingly fucking good of you. Like I'm dragging you down, but they're like, no, it doesn't matter. Like we're here to play the game, right? We're not speed running or whatever. So it doesn't matter, which is cool. And then I never saw them again. They're on a different, um, in a different, like realm. So it's not like I could have like hung out with them forever. They were just my, was it in fight club? Single, single serving friends. They're just, you know, 
just there for a second, then they were gone. Um, yeah, which is cool. I don't know. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, I'm still a bit mad that all my stuff feels like it's been devalued. My time lost proto Drake and my uh, Mechano Hog and stuff like that. Like the time lost proto Drake. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's been devalued. <laughs> I think it never actually had all that much value because it was a symbol of people who literally could afford to sit around doing fucking nothing all day. Well, not all day, but just for large portions of a day. Uh, it's it's a lot harder to get now, but um, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it's whatever. The piano hog. I just I worked really hard on that one. That one's. That's personal value. I understand, like, it might not have that much actual value, but I'm very hard to get it. And now everyone can get it. Uh, there's a couple of things I don't understand. I still don't understand the allied race thing. And, like, yeah, I don't know how... I just don't understand how, how they got to that or how you... Like, what that's all about or whatever. Um, I, I don't have, like, an artifact weapon... Uh, which I think is from Legion. Um, I don't think I'm ever gonna, right? Like, I'll probably miss out on that one, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's I, I'm in a weird space with it because I enjoy it. I almost, like, if I think about it, right, it's almost like NBA 2K18 to me. Where I enjoy it when I'm playing basketball, but I don't want to fucking have to run around the fucking place so I can get to the playing basketball, you know? I don't want to do all this. I just, I really enjoy the parts where I'm interacting with other people to play the game together. But yeah, I don't enjoy fucking lolloping about trying to get to that battle. Does that make sense? I think it does. Uh, the problem is, I think that's a big part of World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm sure there's a way around that. I could probably just dungeon find my balls off. Just sit there in Orgrimmar dungeon finding. That'd probably work, right? Uh, I just worry that I wouldn't be getting the most out of the World of Warcraft experience. Or I wouldn't be getting the World of Warcraft experience, right? I'd just be getting the fucking dungeon, <laughs> the dungeon run experience. I don't know. Maybe that's the way to do it. Anyway, if you are playing World of Warcraft, if you are a mad genius uh, with knowledge about World of Warcraft, feel free to ping me on the Gap Discord and uh, I, I would be very grateful. You don't have to be a Sherpa, but if you can push me in the right direction, that'd be fucking amazing. Even if like you could tell me, ping me on Twitter at Joey Jojo and tell me, like point me in the right direction of a fucking... Solid guide for someone who was away for a while and is coming back and is just way out of their depth because that's what I am, way out of my depth. Um, yeah, uh, I did like, actually speaking of uh, being level 110, I'm level 110, I got to level 101 uh, before um, a Battle for Azeroth code was uh, attached assigned to my accounts because uh, I'm writing 
about it for fandom. And um, when that happened, I got a level 110 boost, which I put on my Death Knight. And I really liked the... I think the fucking... The system they have in place to, like, get you back... Basically reteach you how to play a fucking character is good. Like, it takes you through your basic rotation. That's why I'm unholy. That's why I've got garbage gear, because I'm still trying to get... Like, I've just finished uh, the basics of that. Like, the the boost quest, I guess. Um, but, yeah. I think it's really cool the way they did it. They sort of point at, like, point at the skills you need to use, and they, like, drip feed them. It's very much like you are a brand new player. Um, and I think it's, it's good because I didn't have much of an idea of what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. So like big ups on that front. Uh, I think they did a fucking awesome job with it. Congratulations on that shit. Um, yeah. Tight. What else we got? Hearthstone still on that blizzard shit, huh? Uh, I got a bunch of packs for Hearthstone, uh, the new, expansion the boomsday project it's all about mechs and uh it's got a bit of a dr boom um theme to it and whatever uh i uh dropped everything and made a mechathon deck uh basically immediately like basically as soon as i could i got three legendaries out of the um out of the packs i got uh well no i think i got like I got two legendaries and I got one legendary just for opening on opening day, like on the first day of the, of the expansion or whatever the fuck. So, um, I think in the first week you get a free legendary. Um, but yeah, I fucking dusted everything I could so I can make a mechathon, um, deck. And I am extremely glad that I did because it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I love it to bits. Uh, basically, Mechathon, if you're not aware, is, um, like, Cthun was a, uh, a card back in the day. I think, if I recall correctly, Cthun's the one where, like, it, it would have health based on being powered up by other cards throughout the course of the game, and then you'd play it, and you'd, like, it would spit that like whatever its health was, it would shoot that number at your enemy, like all the all the minions on the deck and, and the enemy as well. And then you'd have a uh, a Cthun that, that was like usually like 18, 18 with taunt uh, sitting on the fucking deck that they'd have to somehow get rid of. Um, yeah. So I... Uh, I made the Mechathon, which a little bit different, a little bit different to that. Uh, instead of uh, boosting throughout the course of the deck or whatever, instead he, uh, when you have no cards in hand, no cards in your deck and no minions on the board uh, and Mechathon dies, that's it game over your enemy dies and it doesn't matter what they've got it doesn't matter if they're like a warrior with uh 70 armor and full health they die 
It's game over, man. Game over. Uh, so it's too it's too funny. It's too meme a deck for me to not immediately fucking do something with. Uh, so I jumped in and did it to it, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Um, I was very happy with it. He uh, he did exactly what I hoped he would. Uh, I made a deck based around a specific combination uh, called Blood Bloom and Cataclysm. Blood Bloom allows you to spend um, health points instead of mana, and Cataclysm. Um, clears the board like kills everything on the board uh and at the expense of um emptying your hand uh which is not an expense when you're trying to get rid of everything in your hand all at once so basically what you want to do is you've got these like you want to make mechathon cost a little less uh if you can make him cost eight uh and then um and then you play so the the blood bloom is two two mana play mechathon play blood bloom play cataclysm and that's it it's game over uh you win the trick is lasting long enough for you to be able to do that uh fast like yeah fast class like fast um decks will usually just fuck you like you'll just die there's not much you can do about it, really. Uh, you don't have the ability to stay alive for ages. Uh, you don't have a lot of like clear and stuff. Uh, and yeah, you just sort of you'll just die. Uh, it's not that bad. Like it's still it's still fine. Uh, it's because you you know you're playing like a meme deck, and I guess that's that's the trick, right? It's there was that comedian dude, right? And he's like, um, he has a beard because. Uh, while he's got the beard, he's the one in control. Uh, you know, friends are like, oh, you could probably get chicks if you didn't have a beard. And he's like, well, now, you know, now I'm not getting chicks because I got a beard as opposed to not getting chicks because of my horrible personality. And I guess that's that's my theory with playing meme decks. I'm losing because I'm playing bad decks or like, you know, stupid decks. I'm not losing because I'm terrible at Hearthstone. Um, you know, deep down, I know that I am terrible at Hearthstone, but that's not why I'm losing in this case. So screw it. Uh, it, it is like, it's just, it's just funny. Like I'm just, I just find it extremely amusing and fuck it, man. Like it's, it's good fun when it put like, when it carries off, it always feels really like agonizing those moments while you're waiting for it to actually trigger because like, what if you fucked it up? And what if you just wipe, wiped everything out and you've got nothing? Uh, there's a couple of ways you can fuck it up as well by um, not really, like, leaving yourself enough draw. Because uh, the problem is uh, you need you need to churn through your cards as quickly as possible. My favorite my favorite ones have been when, um, when my enemy, like, a couple of times my enemies have been trying to, like, fatigue me. So they'll play cards that make me draw cards faster and like they'll keep giving themselves back cards, not realizing that the closer I get to annihilation, air quotes, uh, the closer I'm getting to like just fucking ending them. Like provided uh, Mechathon doesn't get fucking destroyed. I have like a, a bunch of different ways to like completely 
evaporate my own fucking deck. So yeah, it's it's pretty good. I don't know, it's it's just very amusing. There's another there's another deck and I can't remember what it was. Like it's there's another card. I'm gonna look it up. Boom Boom Master? No, it can't be Boom Master. Um Whizbang the Wonderful. You start the game with one of Whizbang's wonderful decks. Uh and Basically, it's like a really cool way to um, to get like a shot at a bunch of different crazy decks. Um, it's, yeah, obviously not competitive, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it is just like a really good way to introduce players who might not get a lot of, uh, a lot of cards. It's, it's like the perfect free to play card because you get a, a shit ton of opportunity at yeah just a really cool fucking bunch of fucking cards like it's just completely random it's awesome i think it's a really good idea come on don't be a fuck see if i can craft it right now of course of course it's got 1600 fuck oh i'm like 100 short or 60 short even. Doesn't matter. Anyway, focusing up. Let's let's go back to not playing video games while I am podcasting. Because it is... I'm just the worst at it. Okay. So, I've been enjoying it a lot though. I played a couple of friendly games as well. It's just been good fun. It's good fun. Um, and yeah. It's not my phone game though. I've been playing on PC. Because on my phone... I've been playing Almost a Hero. Basically, everything Luke said was crap last week. I've played and I've vaguely enjoyed, which is pretty weird. Luke's just off. I think Luke's, Luke was poopy because he had a lot going on because he was preparing to go to QuakeCon or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Um, who, who was it last week? Um Redzian, uh, pointed out almost a hero. I've been playing that and, uh, I like it. I actually really like it. Um, it's like, it, it is pretty idle. Uh, it re it's got a decent amount of rewards for playing it as idle as humanly possible. Uh, it's colorful. Uh, there's like a bit of, there's a f fucking actually a, a real large amount of strategy to it. And, uh, yeah, it's got like these challenge modes and stuff that you have to try to complete, um, like times challenges where it sort of modifies how the game plays a bit and stuff like that. So got a bunch of different um, uh, currencies, but it doesn't feel exploitative. It doesn't feel like it's using them to encourage you to pay money or anything. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have like obnoxious ads. Uh, you can choose to watch an ad to get some gems, but you don't really have to. And yeah, there's just a lot going on. Um, it's, it's actually like quite deep. You get like pretty far in, like it starts out and it does seem pretty shallow. And I can understand, uh, if Luke had only really given it a shot to like, say level 50 or so, then I can understand where he was coming from and why he dismissed it so quickly because it didn't feel, um, terribly engaging it sort of felt like you were just ducking in every now and then uh but 
once you hit about, I'd say like level a hundred or so, it actually really like, it gets pretty deep because you get enough money to get to the sorts of levels where you're making some pretty critical decisions about what you're doing. Uh, and those decisions are like, you can dramatically influence how a run is going to go based on making the right decisions. And so you might not like really, like it's still idle. It's still doing stuff without you needing to do a lot. Uh, but it, you wind up like fucking thinking for a long time. Uh, it's a bit weird. There have been a number of times because I would, uh, I'll like chuck it on. I'll, I'll be sitting there listening to my audio book. I'm listening to um, Oathbringer uh, from the Stormlight Archives. And uh, I'm fucking, I'm well in on that at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm fully addicted. They've, Sanderson's taken it some really cool places. Um, but I'll be like, I'll have to pause the book because I, I will realize I've like missed the last minute of dialogue, the audio book, uh, because I'm like thinking so hard about this fucking game and like just trying to like mentally do the fucking maths and work shit out and stuff. I like, it's the, it's one of those ones where I could see myself like trying to play it while I was doing the podcast and I am specifically not because I know I will get fucking distracted and fuck shit up. Uh, and it'll be one of those stilted podcasts where I'm talking about nothing. It'll be like that last 10 minutes when I was trying to play Hearthstone and forgetting Whizbang's name. Quality airtime. Um, yeah, it's good. It was a good, it's a good recommendation. Um, uh, I'm well about it. If you are like, doesn't, yeah, I'm 90% sure it's free. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. And yeah, it's got like a resetting system. It seems to have like, um, there's something that happens when you get to level 350. I don't know what it is yet, but it seems like there's something like there's a lot going on there. That's, that seems like it's a fair way away yet. And yeah, it's good. I'm a fan. Good recommendation. Luke should give it another shot. Uh, and then we have, um, Ventus VR. This was an odd one. Uh, I hadn't really um, planned on doing this. I was planning, like, I think me and Luke and Nathan were all going to do this together, but then uh, obviously they went to QuakeCon and MSI, the laptop, the people who made the laptops and stuff, um, they hit me up. They're like, oh, we're doing a um, an event at this place called Ventus. And it's literally like two blocks from me. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That sounds awesome. Um, and the reason they're doing it is because they're like, the backpacks that run everything are um, based off their hardware and stuff. They got like 1070s and full form 1070s in them. And they get hot or anything, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, the idea of Ventus VR is that it is um, like PVP. It's VR, but PVP. So you are actively shooting at one another. And it's pretty cool. Uh, there's like, it's got potential, I think. Uh, I guess the biggest problem is that it is expensive. Um, and I think that is a, like it's 70 bucks, I think. 
is the regular price. Um, MSI, obviously, we, we didn't uh, pay to play it because I was showing it off. But um, yeah, 70 bucks is a prohibitive um, starting point uh, to, I don't know, but like the potential's there for it to be like worth uh, playing. Like you feel like you are, uh, I don't feel like, I guess we were in the same room, but I don't know that we needed to be, you know, like it's, it's weird, but I felt like we could have been separate from one another. I know there are VR shooter games um, that you like on, on steam and stuff that you can play right now um, onward and, and stuff like that. But uh, this one, like it just takes it to the next level. You are moving around everywhere, uh, like around this massive area and, it feels like you're, uh, like on, on in in the scene, like on on the scene, like just fucking in this arena where you're competing against uh, an enemy team. We were playing three v three. It was um, riders from IGN, so I was playing with um, Johnny and Dan Kraut from IGN uh, and me versus uh, the sales team from IGN. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Like it was, it was competitive. Uh, there's, they got this really cool idea of, uh, giving like each gun a bunch of different abilities. And so your gun sort of dictates the sort of play style you'll have. If you go for the sniper rifle, then you're supposed to be a bit stealthy and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you want to be a little bit like you want to be far away. You want to find a vantage point to take shots from. So you use the stealth to get across to these portals that take you up somewhere so you can take shots at other people. Um, the assault rifle has like a personal shield that you can like, that just sort of sits in front of your gun that like absorbs damage it has, I believe it is a damage booster that you can trigger and you'll do extra damage. And it has like a, a three rocket, like it shoots three rockets, sort of like um, Soldier 76. Uh, what else? There's a grenade launcher and they launch, they launch like a healing field and stuff. Um, there is a, oh, sorry, that's the rocket launcher. The rocket launcher. It's, I think it's like a plasma cannon or something, but it's shaped like a rock launcher and it shoots out this healing field and these giant balls. Uh, the grenade launcher shoots out like this big, massive like shield area plus grenades, obviously. And the shotgun shoots this. Um, I believe the shotgun is the one that shoots the fucking, this turret, this like standalone turret, which shreds you. Uh, it's a, maybe a little bit too powerful right now. Plus this shield that moves forward and collides with people. And it's uh it's good fun. It's just like you just you work together. It's got this really good ability to encourage team play. Um the like you need to communicate a bit. You're playing in the same like warehouse space as the other teams, they can hear what you're yelling and stuff. Um but yeah, you need like, you need that coordination between, you need someone to shoot the healing area out if you're in the middle of the zone holding the objective area. 
You need someone to, to keep you like plied with heals. You need like a sniper somewhere doing damage to um, support you. Like it just feels like there's a really good system in place there for. They describe it as like the world's first, uh, I believe it was like VR MOBA shooter, which um, I think that might be like, that might be one too many uh, buzzword adjectives, but uh, like I can almost see what, what they're talking about. Like, I don't think it's like, yeah, I could see like, I could understand a hero shooter a bit more, but um, yeah, you just, there's a, level of teamwork that's required in there that I think has significant potential. If they were to like ramp up the lethality of the, um, the guns, it, I guess the trick though, the problem with that would be when you respawn, you have to walk back to your base. You don't just like stand in place and wait for a respawn or something. Cause you'd probably just kept, keep getting shot or whatever. Um, if the lethality was higher, you might get like locked into your base or whatever. So uh, I guess you do need like to be able to live through the part where you walk out of your base or whatever. Still, uh, there, there has to be something there. Like, I actually think it would be like, it'd be loopy to watch for a little bit, right? It'd be goofy, right? To watch, uh, from the outside. But if you were to like watch us play, you can see like spectator of what we're doing and stuff. And it looked fucking cool. It looked like, you know, a, a slightly, a bit of a slow, like arena shooter. Um, like slow because obviously, you know, generally arena shooters have uh, superhuman people on bounce pads, bunny hopping everywhere, uh, rocket jumping and all that kind of shit. So compared to that, you know, obviously it's a bit slow because we're moving at regular human pace and you're not allowed to jump. Um, yeah, still. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know. You very quickly lose yourself. There's like little glitches and stuff. Uh, all like all the characters are way shorter than they should be. I don't know why that is. I felt like sometimes hitboxes weren't registering this the way they should be. Like I'd be like hammering into someone and I'd know I'd be shooting them and I wouldn't be seeing their health bar go down at all. And I couldn't really understand why. Um, yeah, there was uh, like a couple of times where my guns wouldn't like really work. There was like a little bit of like, I guess system lag or whatever. I'm not sure what that was, uh, but like the potential. I am loath to say this, but like, cause I don't want to like be that dude is like, oh, everything's an eSport. But I can actually fucking see this as an eSport. I think it, like, there'd be a bit of a curve. But, like, to me, it just, it, I'm reminded of, you know how, like, everyone's always like, oh, there's no physical element to eSports, you know? And that's what makes it not a sport. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, now there is. It's, it's in VR. You're moving around or whatever. I think it'd be fucking rad seeing how people put it together as well. Like, put a put together a competitive game. What I think they should do, like what I think Ventus should do is fucking go at that hard. Like fucking get, like invite pro teams down to play and like get the fucking CSGO teams or COD teams or 
Like even like off like get you know they're they're the world's first VR MOBA shooter. Like get the fucking Chiefs CS:GO team and pit them against the Chiefs League of Legends team. Why the fuck not? Like see how that goes. I think it'd be fucking interesting, very interesting, and uh, probably you know pretty amusing as well. But I think the it'd be a good way to potent like explore the potential that it has as a competitive game because obviously they're highly competitive they're obviously uh good in the you know both shooters and mobas so yeah anyway um i thought it was i thought it was really good um i actually would pay that much i just think it's prohibitive in like i, I actually would pay 70 bucks i just think it's prohibitive in the sense that like if Mortal Kombat, if Street Fighter costs 70 bucks to play a game, right? Nobody would have ever gotten good at, at Street Fighter, right? Because, you know, the reason it was appealing is because, you know, it was fucking 60 cents and you could, you'd have like fucking three bucks and you'd have five games. Like, yeah, it's, you, you know, like, I, I feel like you're restricting people's ability to really get into it it's it's sort of relegating it to a one-time fanciful idea if it is uh as expensive as it is you know that's i don't know oh i just did it again i, I did the I, I don't know oh i do know uh but yeah uh what else we got what else we got uh, some news, I guess. That's all the games I played. So let's do some news. Uh, first things first. Red Dead Redemption Two. The trailer drops today, one a.m. It's it's the gameplay trailer, and it's fucking amazing. I am staggered, staggered by what they're showing off in this game. Um, it looks utterly gorgeous the amount of shit going on in it is like crazy uh you're doing all kinds of shit you're hunting and fishing and getting into fist fights and playing poker and uh like breaking people out of stuff and it looks like you'll be going on heists on trains and shit and i don't know i'm, I'm just i'm so fucking i'm so amped um yeah it looked so good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, October can't come soon enough. The trailer, it's six minutes. They explain a bunch of stuff. They're doing another one as well. Like they're, they're going to explain even more stuff. I am fucking, I'm there. I'm right there. Um, it looks like it's got a, like the gang system. looks like it's got almost like a dragon age type feel to it. I don't know if it does, but it like, it sort of reminds me of it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm well excited. Um, yeah. What else we got? There's something else I just saw. Didn't, Nintendo. The Switch online service will launch in the second half of September. Uh, they still have a fucking date for this shit? Like, I don't understand. That's 
None of this makes sense. This is such a fucking train wreck of a of a launch for a fucking online service. I just have no idea. They've got no idea what they're doing with online. Uh, and yeah, I just they should just scrap the whole thing. I know they they're gonna they're not because people will pay because people will pay for anything with Nintendo on it. But fuck, it's lunacy how fucking haphazard all this shit is they just they just got no idea they're just gonna fucking yeah put it out when they they can I guess like they'll put it out with Smash Bros and people will get it just so they can play Smash Bros online and they'll just like deal with all the garbage and they'll convince themselves that it's okay which like like they always do uh, and yeah that's about it my switch the fucking right trigger died the other day when I was playing went to play Hollow Knight on uh, on the plane and uh, yeah the right trigger on my switch died and so I couldn't and so I was going to get dead cells uh, but I'm like oh well, I, I gotta I should probably buy a fucking new switch controllers they're 110 bucks some shit um, so yeah I'm just sort of down on the switch at the moment I guess yeah, um, and I don't know, that's about it, that's all I got, that's what I got, um, let's do some questions, shall we, here we go, uh, oh, yep, Baz writes, news, Monster Hunter World, PC release 9th, 10th for us, August, uh, I'll be playing it, so if anyone else wants to let me know. That's not a question, Baz. Uh, but have fun with it. I'm not a fan of Monster Hunter, but uh, have fun. That, that's out today, I guess. I can see Frisco is playing in our Discord right now. Um, Salty Pete, who's that dude? That dude who um, taught me through a bunch of how to get better at uh, Dragon Ball until I realized that. It was like, he was just like fucking bailing out the Titanic with a thimble. Um, he came 65, 65th at Evo, which is fucking awesome. That's, that's epic. That's so cool. Um, I'm so stoked for him. Um, he's Frisco's mate. Uh, Frisco's the one who caught me onto him in the first place. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm really, uh, really stoked for him. Um, Luke writes, this might be the worst question we've ever got. Ah, um, he's, he's not wrong. It wasn't a question at all. Uh, Baz writes, why is Job so much better than Luke in video games? I can't tell if Baz is trying to make a worse question than the one he did before, or if he's sincerely pitching that I'm better than Luke at video games. But the reason that I'm better than Luke at video games is because I want it more. I give it 110%. You know, I leave it all out on the field. Um, I just go out there and try to play my best. Uh, and yeah, obviously I got to thank God. Um, Krusty Raven writes, Job may talk the talk, but can he walk the walk? Isn't that right, Luke? Motherfuckers, do you write questions anymore? This is the questions channel, okay? At least end with a fucking question mark. Okay, question I guess is, Job may talk the talk, but can he walk the walk? Yes. I can walk the walk. You should see my new shoes. They're fucking gorgeous. They are spectacular. I got these fucking blue 
LeBron 15s uh, and they are amazing. I love them like too much even. They are the sexiest fucking shoe I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit, I love them. And they're, for some reason, they're lifted. I don't know if they're lifted on purpose, but I feel like I'm like fucking 190 centimeters tall when I'm wearing them. I feel extremely tall. Uh, it's good. Um, Dangers writes, thoughts on Jack and Daxter being the main characters in the new WoW expansion. I think it's about time, to be honest, Dangers. Uh, I think it's been too long since we've had Jack and Daxter as the main characters in um, an MMO uh, expansion. You know, obviously uh, Final Fantasy uh, 11 uh, had, you know, the Jack and Daxter expansion expansion pack um the extravaganza and uh they were huge in star wars galaxies uh you know of course um but world of warcraft has thus far avoided i guess it's because they never really wanted to acknowledge the consoles exist in um in world of warcraft but obviously now that you know overwatch is on every platform that they can squeeze it on and Diablo's on everything. Maybe, maybe now's the time. Maybe it is time finally for Jack and Daxter to enter Azeroth. Uh, the question is, which side would they be on? Horde or Alliance? Would they be on the same side? What if they weren't? What a tragedy. Good question. At least you actually asked the question. Uh, I really appreciate it when you actually ask a question in the questions uh, channel. Let's uh, have a squiz at the emails. Uh, no, no, no emails. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, only an hour and a half. Pathetic. But uh, there is a big chunk of time in the middle where I forget what I'm talking about. So, you know, it's not all... It's not all terrible. And we do explore my habits of saying I don't know too much. That's pretty cool. Anyway, um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I do have a list of things I'm supposed to say that I never say at the end of this podcast when I'm doing it alone because I always forget. Let's see if I can find Luke's list. Subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review us. Uh, email us at the GA podcast at gmail.com. Be a fan of us on facebook.com slash the GA podcast. Hit us up on twitter.com slash the GA podcast. Website is the GA podcast.com. Uh, Discord, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. And uh, everything we do is thanks to our, um, every, the podcast is, is kept alive thanks to the contributions of our patreon patrons uh you can do that yourself at patreon.com slash the ga podcast uh as always don't feel like you have to but we are eternally grateful to those that do uh literally nobody has ever made me buy them a beer and i cannot understand why but uh i will be at pax i'm gonna melbourne esports open as well so uh if any of your melbournians are gonna be there hit me up uh if you're um, a patron and uh, you can get that beer that I owe you uh, um, but yeah we'll be at PAX as well which is cool 
And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash JobyJojo. This week, uh, what did I do? I wrote a big thing about how PUBG PGI could have been better. Uh, it's like, it's that one I was talking about. Uh, I also did an interview with uh, Tainer Minds, uh, their Call of Duty team, about playing Call of Duty uh, at the pro level. And yeah, it was a really good chat. Like They were really good to talk to, and I think it turned into a really good interview, a really good article. You should definitely go check it out. Um, we've got an epic next week. It's not by me. Uh, it's 4,000 words re- recounting the history of... Anna and KP playing professional level Dota. It is spectacular. Um, it is a really good read. It is the sort of stuff I want to see more of on Red Bull and um, stoked that I'm able to facilitate it. Um, yeah, so check that out. That's by Tom Anderson. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, um, that's it for the week. I guess Luke's... Luke will be back next week. Uh, we won't be able to do a late podcast. We'll have to do it earlier than fucking Friday because I'm moving house next week. And I'm not looking forward to that at all, but it is happening. Uh, the house is awesome. The new house is awesome. But uh, the moving part is obviously going to suck shit. So, yeah. Um, Luke, yeah, Luke's off at QuakeCon. He'll be back to tell us all these QuakeCon stories. He'll obviously have Doom Infinite, or Doom Eternal rather, to talk about uh because they're showing it off and he will be up at a reasonable hour because he'll be already awake i guess and yeah that's about it uh, i guess we'll catch you next week thanks like sincerely thanks heaps for listening um we'll see you then peace <laughs>